What's up, Cracking Aces listeners? You can find every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Listen up, we've got some tea, and you all are going to be obsessed. We spoke with the Abercrombie team, and they told us that they were going to launch a wedding shop. Well, we lost it, because as you know, we are both getting ready to get Abercrombie and hitched. The whole vibe of Abercrombie these days is clothes you'd wear for a perfect long weekend, and all their customers were like, hey, we spend long weekends traveling for weddings these days, and then Abercrombie was like, we love that. Let us just give you everything you could ever possibly want and love to wear for all things wedding. So they did. It has everything. Tons of dresses, jumpsuits, pants, swimsuits, pajamas, pantsuits, and all perfectly curated for different events, bachelorettes, brunches, showers, ceremonies as a guest and ceremonies as a bride, reception, and even honeymoon. It is incredible. Check out the Abercrombie Wedding Shop on Abercrombie.com. Go shop it now. So Poker Podcast, uh, we have... (laughs) A man coming up on the show named Steve Ruddick. He is probably the leading industry guy for. He he just knows everything about legalization of online poker and online gam- uh, sports betting, gambling, etc. Me and Jake talked to him years ago, and he's still the number one guy. He just knows everything. I put on Instagram like any questions, and I don't think we've ever gotten more questions just asking about like. It, mostly it's just like when's my state going to be legalized but this guy knows everything so he's coming up on the show um quick life update for me i'm not moving to new jersey i went over to new jersey toured new jersey and i couldn't do it i i just it's not for me i'm still a city boy i'm moving tomorrow getting out of my uh crack house so the end of an era but staying in manhattan uh it's the right decision. Unfortunately, I won't be a one-two punter on WSOP New Jersey, but I think uh, I think I made the right decision. I was what? So you did you find uh, you found a place? Did you are you getting killed by like the broker fees? And all oh this? yeah, oh God. it's all a scam, Ben Mintz. It's it's I all agree. a scam. I I'm moving. I'm paying a broker fee. You know, paying for movers and more expensive rent, but had to be done. I'm I'm excited to move. I just, when I went over to Jersey city, it just, it's just a suburb. It's just all high rises and, and McDonald's and frozen yogurt shops. I, I couldn't do it. So staying in Manhattan, the, uh, the online grind will have to wait though. I have <laughs> Smitty like this had some money in the old, uh, ACR site that must not be named account. Started playing some two, four, just, you know, oh God. some two, four limit or no limit. <laughs> No limit. Three straight winning sessions. Oh Three wow! Break. Three straight winning sessions at two four no limit. I Jake was not happy when I told him. He said, "Stop playing cash on ACR." I said, "You're talking to the king of two four right now." So that's how they get you. The the king of two four has three straight winning sessions. Um, and then last night I final tabled a sixteen fifty turbo tournament. And finished eighth at one forty-five in the morning for seventy-five dollars. So more new night. So I feel good about my game heading to Florida. I keep telling you guys I'm going to win a ring. I'm only playing like four events, but I'm going to final table something. I might not win it, but I'm going to final table something. When are you heading down there? I get there Friday, and it's like a five hundred k guaranteed something or other, two hundred fifty k guaranteed. 
starting on Friday. Or I guess the first flight's Thursday, but I'm getting there Friday. Is it 1K? It's a $600, 250K guaranteed. Pretty Ooh, good. That's juicy. Like, yeah, you can't even get that online. So um, looking forward to that. Feel good about my game. The 2-4 King taking his talents to Florida. Hopefully I get rich because this month has bankrupt me. I feel your pain, man. I hope, I'm glad you got it work. I'm glad you found a place, though, because I know there's a lot of anxiety with that stuff. It's terrible. We're now joined on the show by, I, as I said before, I think you're the industry leader in knowing every single thing about the legalization of sports betting and online poker. Obviously, sports betting took off way more than uh, online poker did. So me and Jake talked to you two and a half years ago. God, it was forever ago at this point. Um, and you were pretty optimistic about the future of online poker do you still feel optimistic about the future of online poker uh so th this is the year right this 2023 is the year um so i i would expect we we might get one more state this year but um i am optimistic in that there's other developments happening so you had the uh interstate agreement between Michigan and New Jersey, which came to fruition. Poker Stars is pooling players across those two state lines. Um, the Wire Act is almost dead. It's mostly dead, if we use a Princess Bride reference. So that's kind of taken some of the sting out of um, opponents who try to keep legal poker from becoming a discussion point. So. Um, this year looks pretty good, actually, just as far as momentum goes. I, I expect a good conversation in Indiana. few other states will discuss it, but probably won't be on their actual legislative agenda till next year. So we have bills in Kentucky, New Hampshire, Maryland, and then um, the one in Indiana. I expect New York to introduce a bill once the governor puts forth her budget. So we have, we have a few states that we'll be watching. So the WIRE Act, as far as I understand, is why... I mean, besides, you know, offshore, blah, 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 but Wire Act, Wire Act, Wire Act. If the Wire Act is repealed or, you know, whatever, why not a snap of the fingers and just whoosh every state saying, all right, well, well just like they did uh, DFS and sports betting, why not? What, what's holding these states back? Yeah, so sports betting got very lucky. So they, there was a law that was prohibiting states PASPA from legalizing sports betting. So when that was overturned, it was top of everyone's mind. And suddenly you were, you were allowed to do this thing that you weren't allowed to do before. So it's almost like when you turn 21, right? Like the first thing you do is you go to a bar and you go out drinking. <clears throat> you probably did that before you were 21 too, but now you're, you're allowed to do it. So now it's a thing. So it was a really good timing where there wasn't anything else holding states back. Um, at the time, 2018, so this is pre-COVID, states were still looking for money. So usually um, that's what drives any type of gambling expansion. Um, states have to balance their budgets. Federal government doesn't. So they're, they're always looking for revenue somewhere. And gambling is a pretty easy well to pump. So sports betting got pretty lucky on that front. DFS got similarly lucky, but for different reasons. It became an issue all of a sudden. It was this thing that nobody knew if it was legal or illegal. 
So no, nobody really knew what to what to do with it. And then when it became very top of mind for everybody after that mini scandal that wasn't a scandal, it, it was just like, okay, let's talk about this now. And um, the, the DFS sites were already running in every state. So they were able to quickly tell their players, hey, contact your lawmaker. And they were able to do it through their apps. So online poker doesn't have that, right? There's no, nobody in Texas offering an online poker website that can say, hey, click this button and we'll immediately contact your lawmaker. So they got lucky in that respect, both of those things. Poker just hasn't had their, so that if you do, if you do martial arts, right? Like it's like the judo saying, which is why hit them with your fists if you can hit them with the earth. So what, what online poker has all these great reasons to legalize it. You know, there's some tax revenue, um, consumer protections. It bolsters uh, existing gambling companies in the state already, land-based companies. But it doesn't have that hit them with the earth um, argument that sports betting and DFS had. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, what, what's the hit them with the earth argument that, that they have? Just they can bring in shit ton of more money? That's right. Yeah, so sports betting really hyped up the amount of money they could bring in, which was a gotcha. little bit of a, a bait and switch because they were talking about it in terms of betting handle, which is how a lot of people measure sports betting activity, not realizing a lot of lawmakers aren't really up to speed on the difference between handle and revenue. And it's only further down the line that they realize, oh, wait a minute, billion dollars in bets isn't, a billion dollars of revenue. DFS did the same thing it, back is in it, 2016, is it sort of, 2017. Is it sort of ignorance from these lawmakers? Like, are they aware of all the apps and all the ACRs and all that stuff where all the money is going? Like, has how can we sit down with Mr. Lawmaker and be like, look at the Poker 2 app. Look at how much rake ACR is stealing, you know, every single day. Don't you want this? Like, do... Who puts the numbers in front of these people? That I, I I'll never understand it. So there's a there's a not so often discussed part of this, which is um, there isn't a unified voice for online poker and casino. So when Sheldon Adelson was still with us, he basically divided the American Gaming Association, which was there was him um, Steve Wynn to a little bit and a couple other smaller operators that were anti-online gambling. Then you had the Caesars, Penn, and those companies that were pro-online gambling at the time. But the AGA itself got very divided over the issue. So they took a stance of no stance. We don't go against it, but we don't lobby for it. So when they were lobbying for it, you saw three states legalized. So you had Delaware, Nevada, Nevada, sorry, Nevada, and New Jersey. And then nothing for several years because they stopped advocating for it. Um, They're still not for it, but you can see that their stance is getting a little better because they kind of hint at the amount of money going offshore and their illegal gambling campaigns and things like that. So there is also a lobbying component of it. So when sports betting is bringing the numbers before um, these different state houses, they're doing it through a unified voice. The AGA, for whatever reason, wasn't opposed to sports betting, mobile or retail. So they were able to bring it with a unified voice and say, here's what this is. Where right now, what you have with poker and to, with casino is you have these different gaming companies all coming 
similar numbers, but they all have their own asks, right? So in, in, an in-state company is gonna have a different type of ask on how we do the licensing than a company that's trying to come in from out of state and just offer mobile untethered to a casino. So there's all these different components of it that just make the situation very difficult if you don't have a unified voice. And uh, I have a two-part question. Uh, number one, is there a specific state that would legalize it that everyone would be like, oh, wow, that's swing dick and state, get it. We're all following like what California fall like lead to everything else or even New York. And uh, number two, was there any chance at all that we just see federal legislation coming down for this where it's all united and it's a utopia or is it just states rights and we're kind of just waiting yeah so i always hold out hope about just the federal government rewriting their very antiquated gambling laws and it it wouldn't be a federal thing but it would be more of an opt-in so states could mm -hmm. just either opt in or opt out of offering it but uh like abortion but... oh. <laughs> you're really trying to leave that one right today. where it was but um, as Chris Grove, Chris Grove always says, um, the federal government can't even pass a budget. So them getting involved in some type of gambling issue is pretty slim. To your other point, is there a, the, um, the, the keystone state somewhere that's going to legalize it? We're starting to see that with the, some of the recent states, with your Pennsylvania and Michigan. So Nevada is supposed to legalize it, right? That, that's what they're about. They're about they're about game gambling. New, Jer New Jersey kind of has a similar attitude and nobody really cares about Delaware. So when they did it, it just doesn't matter. They, they're kind of at the cutting edge of gambling things anyway, but nobody really cared. So you had those three early on. Then you picked up Pennsylvania and Michigan now, and also you have West Virginia and Connecticut. So you have these- Real, real quick. So those are legal, but there's no- operators there what's going on with that yeah so there's no um poker is legal in seven states those seven and then west virginia and connecticut it's legal but no operator has launched an online poker site yet because it just they don't have the liquidity in the state to justify advertising poker it would just be a loss leader for them hmm. so basically i think what it comes down to is most operators realize that if, if you don't have like at least seven million people in the state online poker is going to be really tough to be profitable. It just needs a player base, right? You can't, you can't have um, a poker room that's only open from six o'clock at night to 10. It's just not going to work. Wait, sorry to interrupt, but if Delaware is legal and they're in the same player pool, what's stopping Connecticut from jumping in the New Jersey, Nevada player pool and, and just adding liquidity to that? Yeah. So that's the, that's the simple fix, right? To do what, uh, so Delaware's, in a player pool with New Jersey and Nevada, but the pre pre pooling of the players, Delaware averaged like ten players at a time. That was yeah. like how many online poker players were in Delaware, and <laughs> it may, maybe they're up to about fifteen now because a few extra people because of the player pooling. Um, yeah, they can quickly do that, but regulators are very very conservative about change things about relying on other states to you know um, oversee some of the things that are happening on the websites so they, they like to keep it all in-house it's it's a process um, Pennsylvania should do the same thing it makes no sense why Pennsylvania 
hasn't jumped into the interstate agreements. They do that, and now you have Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Michigan, Nevada. You have those four states, and you're talking to you're getting close to 40 million people. That's a pretty big, yeah. pretty big player pool. And, and what's stopping Pennsylvania? We we so I'm reading like a bunch of Instagram messages, and a lot of people are super interested in this stuff. Um, what's stopping Smitty's great state of Pennsylvania from aligning with Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada? Is it just what you just said? Like every state, yeah. We so we need to hold a seminar or something, right? Like how how do we get people to understand these these old lawmakers? Yeah, so Pennsylvania is probably one of the most cautious regulatory bodies that I've come across in the U.S. Very very cautious. So when um, they were doing online casino and the Wire Act thing changed in like 2018. They actually completely shifted their regulations. They're going to allow you to have your servers in New Jersey. But once they did the wire, I think, no, servers had to be in Pennsylvania. So that delayed it like six months, the launch of that stuff. But yeah, to, to your point about what, what needs to be done, it's just not a big issue for most lawmakers. Like there's, there's usually like one or two that make it an issue. And there's a couple of different reasons that they might, they might just be very interested in gambling. They might come at it from a libertarian perspective, or they might be angling for a very nice job after their state legislative career is over. So they might be looking for something like that. But most lawmakers, it's just one of those issues where you, you don't want to touch it if you don't have to, you, you know, it's great, but the people who complain about gambling, they're a very small minority of people, but they're loud. The people who are for gambling are just as loud, but they're probably a little bit smaller. And then there's everybody else who just doesn't care. Why is iCasino more toxic than legalized weed or legalized sports betting or just anything else we've seen legalized? Like, why is it? Why isn't it something people can tack on to an end of a bill? And everybody be like, oh, that seems harmless. Oh, we get another 30 million in tax revenue. That seems fine. Like, why isn't it like that? I would guarantee that that's exactly what would happen because it's been non-toxic in every state that's legalized it. But it's it. people just assume that it's going to be a problem. Part, I, I wish there was a logical answer to that question. But the only answer I have for that question is Sheldon Adelson maybe came up with the greatest tagline of all time when at every hearing about online casino, one of his guys would hold up their cell phone and go, we're going to put a casino in every pocket. And it takes, it takes me 2000 words to explain why that's not the case. Yeah. And by the 50th word, everybody's already checked out. So hit that line was just beautiful. It's not true. I mean, there already is a casino in everyone's pocket. I live in Massachusetts. I can go on my phone right now and I can guarantee that within 10 minutes I can be playing online casino games and there's no legal sites here, but it just, it resonated and it's an easy out. A lot of, like I was saying, a lot of lawmakers don't even want to deal with it. So they just go, oh, no, 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 I don't, I have problem gambling concerns. Easy out. It's crazy to me. It's crazy. Yeah. So I always say, well, why do sports bettors deserve consumer protections, but online poker players and online casino players don't. Uh, to me, that's the argument we should be making is, okay, so the big reason you said you legalize sports betting was because we need to take these people out of the black market where they're not safe. 
Yeah. Okay. So what about poker players? They're just, they don't matter. Casino players doesn't matter. So that, that to me is what the argument should be making. Poker is a difficult one because it doesn't raise much revenue. Casino raises more revenue than sports betting. Mm -hmm. So it can't be a revenue thing. So it's, it's, there's gotta be something else that's keeping lawmakers on the sidelines on it. I I'm, I'm having flashbacks to our talk from a couple of years ago when I was just getting so frustrated because it just seems so logical. And I I'm just, I'm just flashing back like, Oh yeah. Like when you started telling about California and just the tribes, like a lot of people in the DMS right now are asking about Florida and California, California. I know you said will never happen. I, I, that might be an exact quote. Like that might be the last state to ever happen. What's up with Florida. It seems like we're, we're big down in Florida. Yeah, so sports betting, um, there's a very strange case happening right now. So which is, where does a bet take place online? So that was what the Florida sports betting bill was all about. The Basically, the state and the tribes came up with this compact that said, as long as the servers are located on tribal lands, the bet is taking place on tribal lands, even if it's the person placing the bet online is in somewhere else in you know Orlando. They were saying that where the bet, where the server is, is where the bet takes place. So initially the judge struck it down. That's why the Florida sports betting app was taken down. Mm -hmm. The first judge said, no, that's, that's a crazy idea. You can't do that. So now it's weaving its way through the courts and it's strangely looking like they might side with the state and the tribes on this. And that would change everything to me because if that's the case, so if the server is the location of the bet, then everything we know about online gambling has been a lie. Because what does it matter if I'm in Massachusetts placing a bet with a Florida sports book if the server is in Florida? And that's where the bet is. I don't have to be anywhere near that. I, I could be in be, I could be just, in Germany. Just a, because tribal land isn't technically US government land, you're saying that if they side with the tribes you could place a bet on that app from your home in Massachusetts legally? Yeah. So two tribes have tried this before and it didn't work out. So there was one in Oklahoma that wanted to do that with online poker. Basically they wanted to just be some regulatory body and because they were on a tribal land and the bets were taking place on a tribal land under that argument, everything's good. Another tribe tried that with bingo out in California <laughs> um, Desert Rose Bingo. It's an interesting story if you can look up. Um, yeah, it's it hasn't worked out before, but it this one seems a little different. I don't know how it's going to end up. I I could see the the only pathway for it is the current stop that it's at sides in favor of the tribe and the state. Um, either the the card rooms who brought the case against it just decide, okay, we don't want to pursue it anymore, or they go to the Supreme Court with it, and the Supreme Court decides not to take the case. Because like I was saying, it's kind of a can of worms. You you say that if it only, it, the bet takes place at the server, well, just kind of think about it for a minute, and it kind of, you're, well, then there's no such thing as a border. Right. There's no such, there's no reason for geolocation. There's no reason for any of that, because it only matters where that server is. Huh. And the, the only way you would get around that is like what Washington state has. So Washington state is the only state where it's illegal to place an online wager. 
it's not illegal for any of us to bet online. It's illegal to accept online wagers. Hmm. So it, that that's where that would get very, very fishy. Then to obviously to stop that, states would have to pass laws in the negative. So they'd have to do what Washington State did. So, but I know my opt out, opt in from earlier. Would would Florida passing that be good? Because then states would have to scramble and pass their own stuff, so people don't take advantage of that. Yeah. So depending on how that case plays out, that could be the just a, a complete upside down we're, we're in bizarro world if that happens like i don't even know I, I it's it's hard to even imagine all the different fallout that you could get from that i think that if the court does decide that they'll probably rein it in a little bit so that maybe it's only state like you have to be within whatever the law says is the geographic boundary then that is the boundary but it, it definitely opens a can of worms that uh, i don't think a lot of people have thought about too well Interesting. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So Indiana is, you're saying probably the next state to legalize. That's, that's my best guess. Yeah. That that's this typically um, online casino is like a three-year process. There's like a little, there's a bill introduced. Then the next year they make a little movement on it. So Indiana is kind of into its third year here. (laughs) So they're, they're in that stage where now it can happen where sports betting was kind of just wham, wham, wham. It was just, it's made it seem easy, but that that's the outlier. That's what people don't understand. That DFS sports betting era, that is not how things normally get done in the U.S. It's usually more of a process. So yeah, in, Indiana's got a good, a good possibility. I've talked to some people on the ground there. They like their chances. There's a couple of things to iron out. So um, one of the big things is VG which always pops up in the Midwest. So the little slot machines at truck stops and things like that. Yeah. They always try to get involved in gambling bills. Uh, yeah, interesting bill. I casino, I poker, I lottery. So they cut the lottery in right at the beginning, which is smart because that takes another, you know, antagonist away. And I, uh, I put them the- above fifty percent. Listen up, we've got some tea and you all are going to be obsessed. We spoke with the Abercrombie team and they told us that they were going to launch a wedding shop. Well, we lost it because as you know, we are both getting ready to get Abercrombie and hitched. The whole vibe of Abercrombie these days is clothes you'd wear for a perfect long weekend and all their customers were like, hey, we spend long weekends traveling for weddings these days. And then Abercrombie was like, we love that. Let us just give you everything you could ever possibly want and love to wear for all things wedding. So they did. It has everything. Tons of dresses, jumpsuits, pants, swimsuits, pajamas, pantsuits, and all perfectly curated for different events, bachelorettes, brunches, showers, ceremonies as a guest and ceremonies as a bride, reception, and even honeymoon. It is incredible. Check out the Abercrombie Wedding Shop on Abercrombie.com. Go shop it now. So so working backwards from the sports gambling uh, and, and fantasy really took off, like I assume, because there was a, a lot of lobbying from DraftKings and FanDuel, a lot of money being spent towards, hey, like we should enact this. Have you been, uh, do, do you know if DraftKings or FanDuel or any of these other big sites outside of obviously World Series of Poker ever just think about starting their own online poker rooms and then 
work on the way up from there? Yeah, so that that's yeah. a, actually a great question because it's there's not a lot of great online poker rooms, right? There's, yeah, because we know the Barstool Sportsbook's a couple decades away from trying that one out. Yeah, so there's like an acquisition thing that usually happens. So you have you have poker stars, you have the party poker platform, you have the 888WSOP platform, um, you have GG Poker, um, you have the Run It Once platform, which Bet Rivers picked up. Um, so you, you have about five platforms, and you have a bunch of what we call legacy platforms, which are platforms from um, when I was a professional poker player that haven't been touched since then so that those are still there there are good bones that you could like build paradise off of. poker where what are you talking about <laughs> yeah. Ultimate bet. Um, yeah so there's like the old crypto uh poker sites and things like that that are still out there the I igt has one um that, oh the ones phil helmut still still yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> if phil wore a hat for it yeah, yeah. And, well, and then of course, there's also the um, full tilt software still floating around somewhere. I mean, it hasn't been updated in years, but that was a pretty decent platform at the time. So the, the question a, a company has to ask themselves is, do I want to build one, which is what Phil Galfon did with Run It Once. And we saw how that went. It was a lot harder than he thought. Mm -hmm. And he's still, it's still not where he wants it to be after several years. Or do you take an existing platform and try to build off of it? And it, it's difficult. I mean, the, the other option is just, you know what? We don't, we don't offer online poker or we become a skin of poker stars or something like that. You go back to some of the old school models where it just works differently. Um, so DraftKings today in the um, New York hearing was actually advocating for iCasino saying that, well, if you're not going to lower our 51% tax rate, give us something, which <laughs> I can see it would be a little bit better than that. So, yeah, um, I think we're starting to see this year everybody coalesce around the idea that, okay, sports betting is legal in 35 states. There's only a few more left. If we want to keep growing, we have to go to the next thing and the next thing is i casino and fortunately for poker it kind of gets lumped in to casino it's just kind of a tag along product it is fanduel pen DraftKings, etc do, do do they have a meeting of the minds do, do they bring the five families together and and say hey we're we're <laughs> enemies but we need to be friends on this one so yeah so that's what the aga is for that's okay. that's their that's their purpose they're supposed to have a unified voice where you don't get everything you want but as a whole we get what we need so that that's that's the hope um I, i'm i'm getting a, a little more of a lukewarm feeling from the aga the last year or two so in previous years if you went back five years there would be no mention of online casino like it, it was almost like the Voldemort like you just can't say that word we're not allowed to say it and now you see it in their charts you see it you see how much here's what we estimate is going offshore from online casinos which was more than the online sports betting offshore from the AGA estimates you see them saying look what online casino did for these states during the pandemic yep. so you're starting to see them they may not be officially advocating for it but they're definitely advocating for it yeah Again, so wait, so New York, um, I mean, I, I'm good for a couple blogs a year. So-and-so senator, state senator, representative, put the bill back on the table. 
shows that New Jersey's crushing it. You know, we keep hearing two things. We hear about a casino in Times Square and we hear about legalized iCasino, et cetera. Which one's closer? And is New York going to just it seems like New York wants to get this all done. Uh, What is the biggest hurdle for them? I know that's a loaded question, but yeah, so the the casino's going to happen. The, I don't know if it'll be in Times Square, but it'll be somewhere in in the city. Um, that that's a definite. But it takes a long time to build a casino. Yeah. So to I would I would kind of hedge that as I would bet that you could place a bet online before the casino opens its doors. That's how I would answer that question. Um, the the hurdle is sort of the same hurdle that is in California to some extent which is um, if I keep telling you that I'm going to introduce a bill and I do, and then it makes a little movement, you keep contributing to campaigns. And I can carry, carry that on for five years, 10 years, and you're going to keep contributing till you get so frustrated that you're like, hey, what is going on? So the, a lot of it can be just, just the politics of it all which is, I don't really like your proposal, but yeah, I'll pretend I do and I'll pretend, but oh yeah, we, we, I don't have the votes for that in the committee, sorry. It's just not, not even gonna bring it up for a vote, which the votes aren't there. So there's, there's different things that happen behind the scenes that sidetrack these things. I mean, online poker passed the New York Senate three years in a row in the mid 2010s. So it's, it's not like, it just never got brought up for a vote in the assembly. And if you asked um, yeah. representative or assemblyman, well, why was that the case? Why didn't every year was a different reason. So it's like, okay, so what, what is actually going on? So there's a, there's a lot of things. Your pockets? Are, like what can we do? <laughs> yes. So the problem is when you grease the pockets, they know the grease will keep coming. Uh, who cares? Let them so, have a percent. So that's the California conundrum, too. There's a lot of that in California over the years. But I I, I think you're starting to see those fences just being torn down because it's everybody's now familiar. So in the 2010s, there was very few places that offered legal online gambling in the U.S. of any kind. Now you have sports betting in half the country mobile. You have 15 online lotteries. You have seven online poker and casino states. You have DFS everywhere. You have these jack pocket apps for lottery sales. You have all this stuff. It's just, it's becoming like people are desensitized to it. You can't sit there and say, oh, the, the earth is going to shake from the foundations and it's going to, you know, the seven plagues will be upon us when it's like, we've been doing this for 10 years and nothing's happened. So right now, and we'll let, we'll let you go in a minute. Uh, thanks so much for your time and your knowledge. Right now, you can play online legally in five states. It's technically legal in seven states. That's 14%. Let's say let's, we're in January 2023. In two years, what is a realistic number of states where you can play? And what is a realistic percentage that one day, a snap of the fingers, wire acts dead, all the states go, all right, let's do it. So two years from today, maybe 
Indiana. Uh, <laughs> takes a, takes about 18 months for all the testing <laughs> and regulations. This so, is the worst. <laughs> yeah. So um, it does take time. It takes time to uh, get all of the systems up and running. So if, if a state were to legalize by June, maybe they could get it up and running. Why can't New Jersey years. just send their software to whatever? Like why? Like that's what I don't get. It's already oh, code's already written. It's already everything there. has to be independently tested. It's just every state regulatory body is responsible for their state, and they all have to do it. Plus, you can't collect licensing fees and stuff if you're just transporting it yeah. from other places. I mean, watch, watch, watch New York, like just sign off for their own code to be created and tested. Like Russ Hamilton's testing it. <laughs> but like people steal code all the time you just just hey, new jersey let me get your code we'll change the y or, or the j to a y but the good the good news is i i think you could see in your time frame you could see so right now you said five and seven so there's five with a launch seven with a legal you could have 10 more states in that two-year span so if you get one or two this year now you're up to you're getting close to 10 states the year after that states are going to start needing money so a lot of states have been getting subsidized by the federal government since covid so once that money starts drying up they're going to go looking for their money again and then you might get four or five that pass the year after that and then who knows what happens the year after that it's the goddamn slowest process <laughs> ever Yes, I I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but yeah, it's very slow. And and there's no chance in your mind that they can snap their fingers like DFS and sports betting and weed and just go, all right, like, let's get that software going. New Jersey got it in nine months. That was a a miracle. And I think if you were to really transplant a lot of the good regulations from already legal states, I'm pretty sure you could get it done in six months. The question is, is there the appetite in the regulatory body to have that happen? And sometimes lawmakers write it into the bill that it has to be 120 days from this thing before you can take licenses. It's got to be six month process for this. So there's different ways to do it. But is it out of the question that could happen? No. But it's, okay, it's there's some optimism. Unlikely. There you go. All right. We can end with <laughs> some optimism. It's not out of end the question. Yeah. And anything else uh, you would like to add or think people should know? No, I think um, the, the one state to really pay attention to this year is Maryland, which yes. um, so their online casino bill is basically they're trying to do it like they did sports betting. We're going to say, put it on the ballot, let the voters decide then we'll write the bill after that so if that if that's the way other states go i'd be more than happy with that because i think most voters in most states would approve it yeah and maryland has a good size population for a small yeah. state right outside dc so it's possible yeah, one of the fiscally one of the better states and with massachusetts one of the better states in the country also do you know how dc does their uh, mobile sports betting like the worst possible way in the world yeah (laughs) it's run by the lottery and it's yeah if you've ever been to dc and tried to use it it's like using an app built in 1997 it's yeah so oregon does the same thing i've heard some bad things about that new hampshire and rhode island 
there's a run by the lottery too, and there there are right. So I guess it depends. Hey, the lottery perfectly acceptable and fair to play. Go do it. Benefits older Pennsylvanians in the Great Keystone State. Poker though, no, too corrupt. No, fuck you. You have poker. <laughs> True, I do yeah. have poker outside of Philadelphia. <laughs> New York, though. God damn it. We just need that old bag to just sign o- sign sign off on it. I just I don't know who it is. I just assume he's old, whoever the lawmaker is. Yeah, I know who it is. I won't comment. <laughs> I'll, I'll edit it out. <laughs> All right, my friend. Well, we appreciate you coming on. And uh, I guess if you live in Indiana, Maryland, West Virginia, just any Colorado, is Colorado a possibility? Yeah, Colorado's a definite one that could sneak in there. Yeah. So write your lawmakers. I don't even know if that stuff works anymore. It's not, you know, 1940 anymore. I don't know if writing your lawmakers even matters if you don't have a billion dollars. Isn't it all just about having a billion dollars and lobbying anyway at this point? So, okay. If you're listening and you're a billionaire, go lobby. There we go. There you go. Well, Steve, (laughs) thank you for your time. Anytime guys. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thank you. Well, it's possible. Nice young gentleman. Yeah, it was very informative, Nate. I agree with your point, though. It's just, it's, it's just the 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 slow pace of everything is is quite depressing. I mean, that's example, you know, four hundred and twenty six out of a trillion. Why this American system is corrupt yeah. and why the population is fucking idiotic is people not only accept the lottery system but play it and endorse it and have it shoved down your dicks by the government, but the government also coming around and saying that something like poker is bad for you. Yeah. And we didn't even ask him about just like game of skill, game of luck, like yeah. how some States still just say lottery's fine, but poker is a game of luck. It, it It's so backward. Sometimes I feel like we should burn down every law and just start over from scratch. Just, just you can keep you can keep the uh, I believe the the fourteenth. I was going to see if you knew which one to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah you'd start from there. That can be number one. Just make yeah. sure slavery doesn't go back. Right. Like, and, so bring fourteen down to there. one, and we build from there. Yeah. Yeah. Just skip over uh, the nineteenth. Am I right, Nate? Is that women's right to vote? I think so. <laughs> it might be wrong. I think it is. I think it is. Yeah, uh, it, uh, it's frustrating uh, for people who want to play online poker legally. Uh, I mean, not the best answer to where do you think we'll be in two years? And he said one more state being Indiana. But, yeah. you know, it, it, Illinois could always look over in Indiana and be like, oh, well, we already have, you know, mobile betting. Let's add it. There's always chances. But you also never know if there's there's obviously – a, a poker boom going on the past couple of years since COVID, but it wasn't and still isn't to the effect of what the moneymaker boom was. If something were to happen from live poker or, or just culturally, like a movie comes out where fucking Matthew McConaughey and Margot Robbie just absolutely dominate the poker tables. Like you never know. It could be a no right thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That moneymaker effect was just so perfect. And the internet was in the wild west days and it was, you know, it was just everything had to happen perfectly for that to happen. It's tough now, but live poker is live and booming. We know that it's just online is just lagging, just lagging. 
It's all right. We'll see uh, Navy Livey tables, Navy fi- Navy final tables next week. I feel good. I feel very good about it. I like it. Are you going to film it? You're going to pull a rampage? Uh, I I just sent out a text asking if the room allows it. So <laughs> if they respond and say yes, I might ask all business Pete for like an extra iPhone to to try that out. Otherwise, I'll, yeah. I mean, I'll be doing Instagram stories on the Cracking Nate. I won't do it on my own. Um, I'll do it on the Cracking Nate's Instagram story. Yeah, if if I'm making a run, obviously, uh, it'll yeah, be. Yeah, uh, uh, I'll say this. You want to talk about Nady getting rattled at the World Series of Poker just playing on his own. If you're trying to film at the same time, Nady rattled is ju- just going to be dishing chips. It's a lot harder than it. Oh, oh I, I think I would play better if I knew that every mistake I made was going to be caught on film. Yeah, but it's not about that. It's about worrying about if your camera is, is affecting other people's yeah. chip stack, how to get the camera correct, make sure the whole cards are film, make sure you get a, a, the splice of, of, the, of, the, of, of the cards that come out. Like you have to get a lot and yeah. that just makes you make more mistakes. Yeah, writing down, yeah, making sure you get the flop and the bet sizes. Yeah, yeah fuck all that. <laughs> but yeah, I'll be doing Instagram stories. Mincy, you've been playing some live poker, yeah? You've been playing a little bit. I've been playing a little bit, you know, trying to just play some, playing just some like little weekly tournaments and stuff. Then had a good, had a good stretch of busted. Last night, I uh, took a tough one, got it in with Kings on a jack high flop against jack eight. The guy had a jack on the river. Yeah. But, yeah, but uh, I was running hot beginning of the month. Kind of been a little cooler the last week, but yeah, but I'm this is just like at the nightly, so they're very high variance anyway. Yeah, they're like forty fifty mans. Um, but yeah, I've been playing a little bit. Um, it's fun to get in there and play though. I just I've really been enjoying playing. I uh, fired live cash once, dumped four hundred in there. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, but I'm gonna keep playing the little nightlies, and I might put some uh, online money on a couple of the sites that aren't to be named here too. Yeah, why not? Yeah. You become the two four king like me. Yeah, I'm I don't know. I'm enjoying playing though. I'll say that. I mean it's it's fun. I feel good. I, I hope I don't disappoint everybody and myself. What like I don't know. It's my first poker live poker since uh nice. I punted the main. Remember when I bagged two hundred K in the main and then I was that barely one? did anything day two? That was fun. Hey, I had almost five hundred K and I was out an hour crazy man what a cool tournament that i still five years later just cannot figure out (laughs) like it's almost and we'll talk about it more and more we get closer especially with jake here it's almost like for me personally i would have fared a lot better is if if, after i lost like one big pot and i was kind of rattled if i just took the day off dude me too like i would have been blinded down like i was at 400k chips and would have been blinded down to 200 and made the money Yeah. yeah I I'd rather play 30 big blinds than a hundred big blinds. It's just, I uh, mm. deep stack poker with euros is for the birds. Like, I don't know how any of that's it's yeah. chess and checkers. Like, I just don't know how that I will say though. I will say my bust hand was I had tens and I lost to like ace queen. So I did get it in good. Good. So pat on my back. Mincy. Good luck and forward tonight. Mincy, God bless you. This is episode one hmm, 77? 76 or 7? 76, maybe. 76. Go, Mincy, go.
Download, rate, subscribe. Jake is buying another house today. That's why he's not here. Jakey Real Estate. <laughs> Jakey Real Estate. Yeah, that's what he does now. He's just... Well, the crypto market, you need something more stable. <laughs> I mean, Bitcoin is the only saving grace I have right now, to be completely honest with you. Bitcoin's crazy. It's up 40% in the last month. I don't know how. How many, how many Bitcoins do you own? I own slightly over two Bitcoin. There you go. Yep. I have two full coins. So when this puppy's at 100K, whew. <laughs> Thought we hey, were gonna... NFTs are making a bit, bit of a comeback early in 2023. LuckyTrader.org, LuckyTrader.net, your one-stop <laughs> shop for all things NFTs. Follow them on Twitter. All right, that's the episode. Uh, we have a we have a bunch of guests lined up. Uh, Bodog Ari, our angle is confirmed. He's going to come on the show. A guy named Phil Galfond is going to come on the show. Stuvo Dwyer is going to come on the show. Jared yeah. Engels is going to come on the show. Are we going to do what I discussed? We're going to have a tax expert on the show. No, not that. Not that. Mike. Oh, yeah. Mincy, uh, tell Postle we want him on the show. Okay, I can get him. Mm -hmm. I knew that was your best friend. No, I'm not good friends with him, but I thought (laughs) it would be funny for ratings. Oh, I would. I I, I intended not to be funny at all. No, no, no. I I I mean, I feel like people watch it, you know? Not even just for that. Like, let's talk to this guy. <laughs> let's let's mm-hmm. let's chop it up. All right, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll see what let's I can bring. Let's bring him, Russ Ferguson. Let's bring him on. I wonder if Chris Ferguson would do a podcast. I doubt it. No too. chance. He well, seems you know, like he keeps to himself pretty good. Bit. Why? Why don't we bring? Uh, we'll do one better. We'll bring Madison on to talk for Chris Ferguson. <laughs> wait, wait, not joking. Does he hate him? Oh yeah, he does. Oh, yeah. Because I wouldn't hate that. As long as we don't talk like vaccine and politics, like <laughs> Madison and doses, no pun intended, is like no. kind of fine. It's just when he starts going on his. Well, at least you can edit it. No, I know. I I think Matt, I think Madison would be an OK guest. I like I that so. video you made. We, with get him, some, right. we could get some clips out of it for sure. Yeah, it just we would have to like a three strike pot like. All right, you're anti-vaccine. Let's get that exactly. out of the way. Like, okay, understood. Understood. You still think Trump won the election? Fine. Now let's talk full tilt. <laughs> yeah, let's have Mattisau on. Let's do it. I, he's he's an electric character for sure. Closer to WSOP. Like, let let's have him on like maybe uh, like April or May. I think that'll May, be. Fun. Did you say there are over a thousand people in the 25k at PCA? Yeah. <laughs> let, let me see the number now. And that's just re- I, that is uh the 25k at PCA. They're on day two right now. So many heroes are still left. It got 1,014 total players. Uh 25 million prize pool, obviously. God. And I don't think they have payouts yet, but it's like five mil for first. That's wild. Yeah huge and you know what made me feel good before we wrap up i was just looking at the players who busted day one it's like just so many world-class top of the line players tournaments are impossible makes me feel better it's like when i just see like every good player busted day one but there's so many good players playing this 25k uh it's wild so 
hopefully someone who listens to the show wins so we can talk to them. All right. All See right. you next week. Josh Aria is six and chips right now. Fuck you, Josh. <laughs> of course he is. Hey, Mike have Rock- him. Uh, Mike Rocco's yeah. eight. Mike Rocco's eight, of course. Yeah. No, Nate, you should uh, partner up with Aria for the doubles tournament this year. Teammate 20. I, I will never teammate with him again. On the way to the cage, he's telling me about how like he's up 500,000 in slots. And he's like, do you have your half? Okay. <laughs> okay, billionaire. Yeah, yeah. Good. Right. And not not that I shouldn't pay my half of the tag team, but come on. And not only that, he didn't even play. And he went to play. He He registered the 25K at the same time. All right. God bless. I just whatever. That's why we just need a bankroll. Bankroll to build up again. <laughs> Play two four. Yeah. All right. I'll see ya. Shall I take your order or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, Sorry, I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. I got a response. I got my first bad day response from Dave on my work report yesterday. So if you want, we can clip that during this if you need it. Go on. Tell me more. No, I mean, he didn't do anything else. I sent him him a report with like two blogs and four or five other things. But I guess I'd set the bar high on my first few because I was trying to send in more. But he, he just – he didn't say anything else. He just said bad day. But, you know, Does we got to reply every day? No. So, I've gotten five replies now. The first week, I got a good job, a thanks, a thank you, and then I got a good job the second week. I got no replies for four days in a row. And then yesterday, I, I got a reply that said bad day. So, <laughs> so, so today, we're going out of our way to make sure we don't have a second. So he didn't, he didn't flame me on Twitter, so it must have not been horrible. And I didn't think it was a horrible report. I mean, I had like four or five things in there with a couple of blogs, you know. But clearly, it was not good enough. So today, we're, we're making sure that doesn't happen again. And I'm sure he's going to be watching the, uh, the response after he said bad day to do me. You, do you put recorded cracking aces in that report? Yeah, I put other – it's under other stuff. Ugh, that worries me. No, no, it's like – It's under other stuff. No, it's like I have like, a, you know, like videos, blogs, then other stuff, and like, you know, recording a dozen counts as other stuff, cracking aces. You know, it's barstool related. Okay. I mean, I'm not sitting here saying on my report, headline, number one thing did it for Tuesday report, recorded cracking aces, you know, it's – but, you know, if I'm filling out eight or nine things and report it, makes it in there, Barstool Poker Pocket. Maybe it should be, Ben Mintz. Maybe yeah. it should be. Mm. Agreed. Smitty, how are you feeling on the high after, man, what a, what a Sunday for you? Yeah, I mean, it was a pretty shit game, but they're back in the Super Bowl. Fourth time in history. Third time in my lifetime. Crazy. It's I, I, I'm not appreciating it as much as I did in 2017 because they won one. And this is just kind of like gravy, but Nate, you're kind of right. Like they, not a complete rebuild, but 
pretty much a rebuild in five years after they won and they're back. And you got teams like the Commanders who just 30 year rebuild we're doing. Yeah. But that's it, the way the Eagles used to be, though, too. So, well, it, it's know. extra frustrating because it just proves everything I've ever said is when you have an owner who puts football people in charge, good things happen. Now, you guys might might have gotten lucky with, you know, Jalen Hurts, second round pick, you know, how many first round QBs are busts and then you just like just hit the guy in the second round. That's so hard to do in the NFL. But then what do you I do? mean? You trade for AJ Brown. Howie, Howie Roseman drafted Justin Jefferson or excuse me, Joan Rager, pick a pad of Justin Jefferson. And it now is considered a draft genius. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the NFL is impossible, but you guys at least, once you realized you had something in Hurts, you immediately surrounded him with talent, like immediately, yeah. and protected him. And well, it's just, I'm two, so jealous. Two, two responses to that. Number one, how he has, uh, he always has given the offensive and defensive lines all the talent they need, specifically through the draft. So those have been loaded, especially the offensive line under Jeff Stoutland. I mean, this is arguably one of the greatest offensive lines of all time. I mean, you have great trenches. You're, you're going to win more often than not. So that's that's a huge thing. Number two, I mean, it hurts. A lot of people in Philly did not think after last year he could be the guy. Now, mainly because of two reasons. Number one, I mean, leadership skills, his personality, like he he's awesome. He's absolutely awesome. Everyone was rooting for him, but he needed to improve his decision-making, which you legitimately could as you grow and work harder. And he needed to improve his arm power and accuracy. Like if you were to have a Madden ranking last year of his arm, specifically his arm power, like it would have been like 78 yeah. and his accuracy, like 82, that bumped up this year to like 94 and 98. I've never seen a one-year jump like that with just pure well, arm that's what I was saying. You, you got two trusted wide receivers, A.J. Brown and Devontae. No, Smith. it wasn't. It's not just that. It helps. Not, I mean, that helps. helps so much. That helps, but he's dropping, especially deep balls last year. He no, but I'm saying the separation they get. It's no, Nate, I'm, tell, I'm telling you, like deep balls last year, he would throw a ball 30 yards down the field and it looked like Ben Mintz would be duck hunting it just fucking up before sunrise <laughs> going to track it. This year, they are darts over the outside of the shoulder. It's a distinct improvement. And yes, A.J. Brown obviously helps, but his arm power and accuracy have improved tenfold. It, if you recall, I have a very bad clip from week one of this season where I said, well, because I put all my eggs in the Jalen Hurts has to be bad basket because that's what I do is I need Daniel Jones to suck. I need Dak to suck. I need Jalen Hurts to suck. I was like, he can't throw downfield. I said all the stuff like he can't throw downfield. He's not good. Eagles had the easiest schedule. It's going to come back to reality. And all he did was prove me one billion percent wrong. Everybody and is what it is. Everybody. I, he proved everybody wrong. Yeah. But, so can I, I, I was waiting for him, but you know, I, you're I going for him. I mean, it's up to Dave. I'll figure that out at the end of the week, I guess. You've not talked uh, to him? No. You didn't send a text? The last the last conversation I've had with Dave was asking if we should take Tico to a World Series game, and that was uh, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> the next championship. We'll Mincy, do you know if Tico's filling out a progress report? I, I don't know, but Tico did hit me up with a text asking about coming to New Orleans for Mardi Gras recently. 
she's always grinding. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I, I'm under the impression – I mean, I know Dave said a lot of people are going to have to fill out the reports. I mean, he specifically texted me and responded to me. I don't know that it's an everybody thing. I think it might be a me thing. Maybe. I don't know. But whatever, you know, like I said, I don't – I mean, I said it on here before, and uh, I mean, I think – you know, it's not the worst things. It definitely does keep me on edge, and that's, you know, Dave should want his employees to be on You know, he can't fault him for that. Yeah. So. I mean, back in me and Smitty's day, we didn't leave our houses for weeks, months at a time. Just if the Phillies signed a backup first baseman and you didn't have that blog up, boy, your ass was toast. I got one other thing I want to mention, too. Like, it's kind of – I hadn't caught too much heat for it yet, but – so I'm renting a studio. I'm going all out for the show I'm going to launch in a few weeks. And I'm renting a studio in New Orleans, coming out of my own pocket. I'm hiring a camera guy. They've got two cameras in there. I've got a buddy that's going to produce it. I mean, I'm trying to do this damn thing the right way. And, you know, it was one of those things that I could have already gotten an inferior product out a week or two ago. But I'm listening to our good friend Corey Rutledge, who's one of the best directors and producers we have. And he helped he's helping awesome. design what he thinks that I should do for the set. I'm spending money on a mobile set. I mean, I'm going all out this damn thing. And, you know, I know that I'm gonna obviously in the court of a public opinion, I'm ca- I'm catching heat that it hadn't started. And people hadn't given me too much heat yet for it. Not starting, but I'm trying, you know, I'm investing my own money into all this stuff. And, you know, I- I'm wanting to put out a, a unique exciting product so we'll see it's still a couple weeks out but i got the studio space figured out they got multiple cameras i got a camera the barstool uno guy has camera experience working for the pelicans and espn plus and i got my buddy that i used to do a lot of radio work with he's going to produce it uh trying to just kind of prove himself and get him in the mix so you know we'll see i'm excited as hell about it but uh you know i'm um, I, it is interesting. I'm definitely going going all out, investing my own money back into it. But, you know, Dave said this to us before. You know, you hear those meetings. He's like, you want to prove yourself, go do the damn thing. So, I'm trying to. Hockey is on. And no matter the city, no matter the team, no matter the game, whether it's face-off or penalty shots, regular season or playoffs, win or lose no matter what happens no matter where it happens new amsterdam vodka is there 